try this again. Take two. <laughs> so this is my first podcast right here. I haven't done this for many years. I did this. Jeez. Uh, When I first started doing these podcasts, uh, let's see, it was first published in 1997, and I believe I did a few at the college, and I went on to do a few for uh, a different organization, a couple bands I was with, and um, there was, of course, a couple years ago I did a few things with the friends of mine at the... uh, Kansas City Paranormal Society, and um, it, it went really well. I, I thought it opened a lot of possibilities more so than just typing something up. And I really like the, the environment of it. So what I want to do here is try this, this form out. And uh, all day I've been dealing with a situation trying to find homes for these little kittens I have. You see, I uh, I had this uh, situation happen here. And, and uh, I was uh, trying to uh, fix this grapevine I had. I bought this grapevine last year up in Erie and I got a Niagara grapevine and uh, planted it because I had a Concord one that's been here for nearly a hundred years and I got it to the point where I could put the uh, trellis up and I wanted to do this and I got all the materials I made the trellis and I'm putting the trellis on the grapevine I see these little kittens peek out at me, and I thought, oh, how cute, <laughs> how wonderful. And uh, I found, there were five of them, so I found homes for two of them. One I gave to uh, John Nelevanko, who has the uh, John's Polka Show, the ATM band, pretty famous guy. He wanted one, and uh, I gave him a very special one. The other one, there was a little kid, a couple houses down, that really bonded with this one. And I said, hey, this this is your cat. You know, this, this cat is your cat. There's no question this is your cat. So now I'm left with these three, and I trapped them. And they're about 10 weeks old, so I'm trying to find homes for them. And I've been calling around, and it's Sunday, and uh, I'm not a cat person. <laughs> I have a cat, but I'm not a cat person. The cat I have, I only have, for the reason that when my father passed away, I believe it was in a couple years ago in January, we found out he had pancreatic cancer, and he passed away September 1st. So we spent the whole summer and spring taking care of him. And uh, when he had passed, I found that... Uh, my life was dramatically changed. I mean, you go from even, even the little things like you go to the store and you want to hurry up and race back home because you're used to being there where someone is is dying and they need you and your whole life in that span becomes about them. And uh, 
And when they're gone, you sort of go through this depression. Much the same way that my friend uh, Daphne or Shannon, whatever her ring name is, uh, was saying the other day about, and I really was impressed by her honesty. And she reached out to a lot of people about the things going on in her life. And it's all the same. I mean, whether it's momentarily stress, mental illness, or things that happen to you, you're not alone. And to use your celebrity to help people is wonderful. But I understand these, these things for this reason. And I've worked in my field for 17 years. So my whole point of this is, you know, I was in this depression. And I had this little kitten came into my life. Um, this little black and white uh, tuxedo cat. And she... Uh, really helped me out a lot. You, you wouldn't think a little animal that does nothing could do so much for you. And when I look at these little kittens, I'm looking at just out of that five, the one is now a polka cat. <laughs> and the other one's this little boy's like best friend down the street. And these other three, I know, are put here for a God-given reason. And I want to help them find that reason. And that's that's basically what I've been up to. It seems awfully silly, these little kittens, but uh, I think the older you get and the more you go through things, the more you get away from the fame of the spotlights and the poetry readings and the books and all these other things. I could find notoriety in uh, veterans issues. You realize everything you're doing is about the small, tiny, everyday things that matter more than anything else in the whole world and uh, hey that's what life is really about when you get to the end of life you find that um, all that other stuff doesn't matter so I haven't had a podcast in a few years this is my first one on this forum I saw that Raylan Nelson used this. I looked into it and I thought that's pretty nice. So I'm going to try it out. It's an op opportunity for me. I have a book coming out in the next month. I would like to have it out in the next month by August, the end of August. Uh, the cover, I'd like to have the way I want it. And that's kind of the thing I'm being held up on right now. I'm really fighting. Hey, I want it done this way. There's a reason why it's Loyal Hannah song. It's it's about the Loyal Hannah Gorge. You know, millions of years ago, two continents collided and made these three ridges that uh, when my family and George Washington crossed them, it was an undertaking. That's why the Route 30, the Lincoln Highway is there. Uh, General Forbes built forts, Fort Ligonier, Fort Bedford, you can go in now and even see the flag from 1758. And a lot of this history, you know, it's, it's the story of all these people that have come through this year after year. And me growing up where, hey, I grew up in that area with that history. And it was nothing for me to find parts of old rifles just in my garden when I was a kid. So, you know, I'm really calling out to that history of that area. And this whole situation of the, this, this group of pieces that I'm compiling for this are not linear. 
like my previous four books. They're kind of all taken in a certain contexts, like rock layers. I want people to feel in this book that you're looking at pieces of rock layers and time and history and when you fold one apart you find a fern, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, Laurel Highlands has a lot of different historically mixed groups of people and if you go even further back like to like the Lenape, the Shawnee, the Minga, the Iroquois, you're talking 10 to 15,000 years of history. So it's nothing here to find something interesting to catch your eye. And my whole hopes of this is to make people, hey, you're in area, stop. Stop at Fort Ligonier. See George Washington's pistols. See where the fort was built. Um, get a feel for it. And I've uncovered myself a lot of history. I've found at least what I've known of three cemeteries that had been lost. I found uh, a lot of documents I sent to the Historical Society and uh, did a lot of research myself. So uh, it's sort of to me a very local thing, not as much as my other books that were uh, based on any, any we could be anywhere in the country and feel like they were about that. But this I wanted to do something local, so it's a little different than the other formats I've done. But it's still, you know, you, you can enjoy it uh, if you're from anywhere else. Kind of giving back to my hometown a little bit. So I hope that comes out. I'd like to have it on my birthday at the end of the month. Tentatively, I ask them that, and uh, see, you know, there's printing things, issues with printing, there's issues with uh, just formatting, and there's issues with distribution, there's issues with marketing, you name it, one after another after another. I can go right down the line, but this publisher I like, they, they tend to do things, for the most part, the way I want them done. And uh, you should be able to find that in ebook August and probably Barnes and Noble by beginning of September. So you know, check it out. Um, t to me, I'm glad to write this book. On to fame. You know, I, I have a neighbor that lived right over here. I'm looking at his house. He's a pro wrestler, Billy, and I met a lot of famous people through him. Uh, being a 9-11 ambassador, I met a lot of famous people. <sighs> being around Jim Austin, my brother Mark, and all these other famous musicians, playing with them, met a lot of famous people. I've had my own fame, you know, I, I've had instances where I never, because the charities have done, necessarily wanted fame, when I would be doing something for a veteran, what I would do stand back back into the crowd and like disappear because I'm not really that I'm not wearing something flashy you know I don't have a camera on my arm and uh, I would just observe and 
allow the process to happen, about the people it was about. And it was very rewarding in a lot of ways, and I found a lot of spiritual meaning in that, and I still do. I've been doing that since 2001. Uh, realized at the time that I got a hold of a friend of mine, Drew Anderson, and he said, uh, you know, this can only be done by somebody. And if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. So I got, I got involved in it. And of all the famous people I've known, nobody let it go of their head. So I'd met this, this one woman, and I didn't realize that uh, she was famous. As far as on television now and doing this somehow character, I guess it's wrestling or something. And I made a comment that was taken out of context. And then I get this barrage of like crazy insults on Twitter. Now you have to understand for me, I don't get involved pretty much in politics unless it's a human rights issue. Um, I don't go in there to fight. I'm not into fan fiction, not that's I don't do cosplay. Uh, I think the closest I get to that is talking to Mark Hamill or other writers that are into sci-fi. It's not my cup of tea, but to me it's very spiritual. I seek like uh, the words of Ram Dass or Wayne Dyer or Khalil Gibran or Jack Kerouac or Ernest Hemingway or any of these other writers I know. And I promote other bands. I promote people like uh, Jen Wertz, really phenomenal artist. Her music just, you know, has oomph in it. Uh, the Bartlow Brothers, when they're playing, I'll say, hey, stop out, you know, get an autograph from them. They're a great band. Um, a lot of this stuff. So these people put their shoes on one foot at a time like anybody else, brothers and sisters. So I was really taken aback when I was being targeted by these random people as if I had done something wrong. And I said, how do I deal with this? And what I did was I kindly thought, well, from one celebrity to another, I'm going to ask, please, could you remove these references? And what I got was that retweeted. And I got even more rude comments. And I was just like taken aback, like totally taken aback. And I thought, you know, wow. You know, when I met this person years ago, they put on this image that they were doing so much and so great and so just kind and loving and down to earth. And now because they don't recognize who I am, I'm getting to see what everybody else maybe sees. Maybe that I should have opened my ears to a little bit and I thought huh so I thought I really don't want to be negative about this and I said to them you know please cease and desist and uh, that was retweeted I got more insults and I, I looked at that even more and I said well hey huh this is this is really something and I don't like to bring up the stuff I've done for people I mean I, there's I've always put the people I've done things for more ahead of why I've done them. But it kind of upset me. I thought, you know, you are you are a human being that says that you do all these things for people. And you're going to use your celebrity to turn people that listen to you to attack you. I feel like I'm on Black Mirror or something, you know. And I, so I said, uh, 
okay, I really want this to cease and desist. And I would like you, and, it, and the woman's name was Maria Canellis, I believe. I said, um, take the time and use your celebrity to donate it to help people. Donate money to a veteran's cause, a cause for spousal abuse, any number of things you feel motivated for. In other words, use your time properly that God has given you where you're here. You're given an incredible microphone, even to be what little you are on television, an incredible microphone to be an agent of change in the world. I know several people that have been agents of change. I mean, I know a woman, another woman that was in the business that just spent an hour, an hour of her time going over all of the things she'd gone through, very personal, personal issues, and... Uh, devoted her time to talking about it, to helping people. And you have this one extreme to the other, not to compare the two, because there is um, very little I could compare between the two of them, other than that they both have been in the same genre. So I'm left at that. I mean, I, I don't want to cause any ill will. just want left alone. And I want to promote the people that are doing good in the world that have compassion, that have kindness. I'm reminded, reminded of the story, this wonderful, wonderful story Wayne Dyer told. And I don't have it in front of me. I'd like to read it verbatim. So I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit here. That uh, This guy calls up God. And he says, hey, God, he says, uh, hey, you know, I'm having a party tonight. I'd like if you'd come over and uh, I'm inviting you. And he's telling people, you know, God's going to be at this this party from tonight. Now all these people are like, wow, he actually got God to show up? And they're like, yeah, he's, he's going to show up. He gave me a, yeah, a confirmation. So the guy's waiting around and he leaves the door open and all these people show up, but he doesn't see God. You know, he's expecting this guy in a white robe. <coughs> But uh, he's sitting in this dog, this mangy old dog from the street comes in. I mean, it stinks. And it comes in and it jumps right up on a table and it just starts eating the main course. Like the, and he set that for God. And he gets mad and he beats the dog and says, get out of here. And he hits the dog and uh, the dog leaves. So the guy's kind of downtrodden. He says, well, why didn't God come to my dinner here? You know, I've set this plate for him. I told people he was going to be here. And he kind of made me look like a fool. This guy's ego was so powerful about this. And um, so what, what winds up happening is that uh, he, he gets a hold of God again. I guess he has a Facebook or a Twitter or something. And he says, hey, why didn't you show up? You know, you told me you would show up. I have faith in you. I have spent my whole life believing in you. And when I asked you to show up, you didn't do it. And God says, well, you know, I, I did show up. I was a little taken aback by your conduct because you asked me to come to a dinner. And he said, I could come in any form I wanted. But I thought, you know, if I'm going to go to a dinner, what better way to enjoy it than to be a dog? So he said, I came in the form of a dog. And he says, I was all excited to have this meal with you show you my love and loyalty and you beat me you didn't recognize the presence of God in front of you or what your actual 
use of your time was. That's a really good metaphor for the whole situation. And I'll leave it at that. Fame, you know, I don't care if you're some famous singer, some famous writer. I don't care if you're doing some of the things I've been involved in. And, you know, I do a lot of, uh, people come up to me with a copy of my book, any of my books over the past 20 years. And I always try to take the time in a considerate way. And if I'm busy and I can't, I'll say, hey, look, you know, I'm busy. Uh, get back to me. But, but I'm more than obliged to give an autograph, sign book, talk to someone. Because when you write something, and I had said to Neil Gaiman about this, he would said something about good, good omens that he had uh, written in a certain way and wasn't interpreted a certain way. You're dealing with people on an individual level. The aesthetic value of what they interpret is at that moment when you write something it's out of your hands when you, when you have a song it's out of your hands um, and music and books catch people at points in their lives when it matters and it's very a divine thing so if you're given that platform an opportunity don't mess it up and throw your own ego into it be kind and considerate I don't care if it's that mangy old dog walking down the road, okay? I ain't never seen nobody. And that's what that woman said. She says, that guy's nobody. <laughs> you didn't recognize me. And uh, just considered me just another mangy old dog walking down the road. <laughs> Anyhow, that's a very valuable lesson I wanted to talk about. Not to make an example of her. I hope that she can redirect her energies and values and love in a kind, caring, considerate manner. That's all we can really do. That's all my old friend Bill Pierce that used to have night sounds used to say. He'd go on the radio late at night and get his radio show. He'd reach out to all these lonely truckers and people that were seeking something and he would talk about God and I was one of those listeners back in that day so I always think about him and try to have a lesson to something in a positive way none of us are here to put anybody else down so again my book is coming out at the end of the month um, it'll be called A Loyal Hannah Song and a collection of historical poetry different aspects that I've portrayed of places I've been to and I look forward to uh, the reaction to it I don't get a lot of comments as far as like on Barnes & Noble there's one thing that was pointed out you've written how many books but you don't have any stars why well, have I have stars on there what I enjoy more I don't need I don't need accolades when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, this, they, you wrote this, this really touched me. You wrote this about your dad, and it reminded me of my dad. Now, I don't need reviews. I'm writing the kind of things that in 100, 200 years, somebody might read and still relate to. That's more of a gift than my ego in this short lifespan could ever encompass. So... 
be it music or writing. Uh, keep that in mind as, as an artist, as a writer, as, as a public figure, that you're doing something because you've been given a gift to do it and make the most of that and your time. And brothers and sisters, God bless you all out there tonight. I thank you all for the time and hopefully do this again.